0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, June 22nd, 2023, and this is day 1919 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and praise you above all others. You are the creator of every single thing. And we worship you, Father, just not because of what you do for us, but because we love you. And there is absolutely nothing we could do to ever repay the love you've shown shown to us through uh, the sacrifice of your one and only son, Jesus Christ who died so that we could have another chance to spend eternity with you, to be reconciled from the sin that took place back in the garden with Adam and Eve. And Lord, we thank you so much for allowing us the opportunity to serve you and to do your will. I thank you for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is, You Too Are Worthy. Yep. (laughs) We talked about this last night in our Bible study. We which we call life talk. It was awesome. We had a good time and a lot came out. So, uh, we're going to go over that today. We're coming out of second Kings chapter four, verses one through seven. Another one of my favorites that I've shared with you many times, but it's interesting how God will allow me or any of anybody that teaches, uh, the same uh, passage, but with a whole different meaning to it, a whole uh, different perspective. So we're talking about the widow woman and the oil, and we're coming out of Second Kings chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7. And it says, the wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, your servant, my husband is dead and you know that he revered the lord but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as slaves so this was something that was permissible back in those days that you know if the husband died and he owed a debt then they could the creditor could take um the family members or one or however many to repay that debt and when you became a widow you needed your your sons because they were the ones the oldest one uh, was the one to uh, take care of the family he got uh, an extra portion of the inheritance and he would be the one to uh, take over where his father left off so Elisha replied to her how can I help you Tell me, what do you have in your house? So he asks two things. How can I help you? Well, you see, I'm I'm in mourning. I'm all so struggling financially. And then he turns and says, Tell me, what do you have in your house? Man, that to me, if I were her, that would be like, Man, don't you see? <laughs> I'm telling you, what does that have to do with anything? Well, let's learn what it, what it has to do with everything. Your servant has nothing there at all. She said, except a small jar of olive oil. So, so often we don't even see what we really have because the problem is so huge. We can't even focus on that small thing that will be the thing that God will use to get you through. Uh, Verse 3 says, Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her and she kept pouring. So this is so amazing to me because... This woman did not give any pushback to what Elijah told her to do. She could have said, I don't think you understood. All I have is one cup of oil and you're telling me to go collect jars and not just a little from my neighbor. So now you, you're telling me I got to expose myself and let my neighbors know or at least let them know. I'm in a situation where I need to borrow your jars or your con- yeah, empty jars. And those jars may have been a gallon or, or two cups full when I only have one cup of oil. <laughs> and you know what she did? You see what she did? She did every single thing he told her and she shut the door. We got to shut the world out so often because listen... They're going to say, girl, you do, bro, (laughs) are you crazy? You see what you got? You don't have much. That's not going to work. You need to use that time and energy on something else. You got to shut the world out and do what God said to do. And you notice this woman had faith because she never questioned. uh, in looking at it from the physical, you would think that's not enough. But she did not do that. And um, so she left him and shut the door behind her and her sons, and they brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. (laughs) When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She finished that task. So the oil stopped in that powerful, when you complete the task, you're going to know because all of the, whatever it is, the chaos or, or the interference or, or whatever it is, is going to stop. All right. And then it's like, you just, you have that moment and, uh, it's just a moment of just quiet, a moment of uh, peace when we should, we have peace all the time through the Lord, but it is just that time where Okay, I can take a breath right now. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to be concerned about anything. And that's really how God would have us to be all the time when we're trusting in him. So then she went and told the man of God. I would imagine she was so excited. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debts. You and your sons can live on what is left. You notice how obedient she was after that step. She went and asked him again, That here's what I've done. And he gave her yet another thing to do. Selling the jugs of oil may not have been just a one-hour event, a one-day event. That could have taken days to get that done, to sell that oil. This woman had so many gifts and talents within her house, her temple of God, that spiritual house, that we sometimes think, I don't have what it takes. I am not worthy enough. My husband was the one who was more worthy. Maybe that's what she thought. And then she was able to, then you notice the man of God said, pay your debts, keep things uh, in proper order, do things decently and in order, pay your debts first. Then you are going to live, not just you, But you and your boys are going to live off of what's left. That's pretty powerful. And that, you know, I I don't know if you can even comprehend this, but thinking about how many years of wages that would be, that you would need to live off the rest, you and your two sons. That is nothing small. (laughs) That is huge. And that's how God does things. That's how he'll do it. Let's go to our points. Point number one. Have you ever felt like you lost your identity because you've been so used to someone else handling certain things for you? That seems to be what happened to the widow woman. She had become so dependent upon her husband, and rightfully so, that her true identity had become dormant. She focused more on her husband's gifts, not realizing how gifted she was as well. You notice here, in um, the first verse, she says, your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. She knew how good her husband was. And look, I'm, I'm used to him handling these things. He was a good man. And the Lord is saying, you too are able You are a mighty warrior. You are a child of the king. You are going to inherit all that God has for you. Yeah, that's who we are. We're a child of the king. Point number two, when he died, she looked to the man of God to fill the void. Instead, he helped her to discover her gift. That's exactly what we should do. We should look to God to fill that void in our lives. Um, He will come in and and just change everything. I mean, from darkness to light, from hurt and pain to joy. I mean, from lack to prosperity. He will change it all. We must trust him in whatever situation we're in. Here's some gifts that she realized she had. The gift of entrepreneurship. Mm Mm-hmm. She had a business going on, and she included her boys as the man of God instructed her to do. She was resourceful. Uh, She was committed. She had tenacity. (laughs) She was a leader. She had ingenuity. Mm, Think about it. Many of you are doing this very thing. And all along, God is saying, I'm going to use that as your way to bring in wealth, to bring in income. Uh, her faith was strengthened. She too realized that she was worthy, that she could do, she could carry out from that point on uh, what her husband w- did before he passed on. She came to recognize that she too was just as worthy to God as her husband. Have you ever counted so much on someone else that you missed out on using your own gifts? It's like, oh, call on this person. I I I they do it better than me. Or you know what, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to do that. But so and so is. <laughs> you know, we had um uh, yesterday working with the kiddos we uh Mr. Uh, Anthony Butler comes in on Wednesdays and teaches leadership skills to the kiddos and we had a fun time yesterday he did like a uh had the kids use their creative skills communication skills and and actually so many uh, collaboration all the above to create a talk show and we have six tables of youth and, and we merged one table that I was with with another group and they came up with some of the greatest ideas but many of them were like I don't want to be the one to talk, you talk. Or I don't want to be, I want to be behind the scenes, you be up front. And so encouraging them and letting them know. And, and and he even said, every one of you need to have a role. You know, you can be the writer, you can be the producer, you can be the host or co-host. You know, there's some, and we gave them a sample before they started. So they wouldn't you know, go into this blindsided. So it was just so nice to see them uh, just flourishing in their gifts. <laughs> Have you ever felt like you were not as good as someone else? Yep. Been through that myself. Like I don't do it as well as so-and-so does it. How did you overcome the feeling of unworthiness? Please write these things down. Take some self-inventory. And, and, you know, so answer these questions. Okay, let me tell you what the questions are again. Have you ever counted so much on someone else that you missed out on using your own gifts? Second, have you ever felt like you were not as good as someone else? And then how did you overcome <clears throat> the feeling of unworthiness? She realized that she had everything she needed in her, within her to thrive in life. What are you waiting on someone else to do that God called you to do? Uh-huh So start looking at your gifts. Write it out. I know um, we've even taken like the test uh, or it's like a little quiz or online that you can go to and it's really pretty cool that that you can plug in your certain information they ask for and then it comes up with your spiritual gifts. And you, you'll you know if it lines up with what uh, you enjoy doing or what you do naturally that you don't think much of. And I know when I did it, all of them lined right up. And one of them is hospitality and the other is teaching. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. And that's what I do naturally, but it's through the Lord. It You know, when we are worthy um, because our God, we put him first. That is the key, putting God first. Uh, One of our participants last night shared about, you know, really something powerful about how we need to be humble and understand that it's because God is so worthy, basically, is what she was saying, that we too are worthy but remaining humble and doing his will. Years ago, when I went to the very first church that I ever really gone to (laughs) in my life and early 20s, got saved there and was there a few years and learning so much. And uh, I remember um, that uh, the youth group was taught by Pastor Fred, who was an amazing preacher. He was the assistant pastor. And I, he took me under his wing and I would just, you know, be there while he did the youth group. I had moved on from working with the little kids to the youth group. It was quite different. (laughs) And uh, I, I know I set up under him for a few years, just learning as he led everything. And I just was there and, you know, and supported. And then one day he said, it's time for you to do it it's time for you to lead. I'm going to do other things now. I'm like, what? (laughs) No way. And, you know, it was time and it was time for me to understand that God had given me everything I needed to lead that youth group. And I began to do it and I was able to use my own style, but still the same word, the same love, the same kindness and joy, but doing it in my own style. At first I tried to mimic the way he did it and, and it didn't fit, you know? (laughs) And so I began to do it in the way I would. And it was just, the Lord just showed out. And when we are doing the will of God and, you know, God, God is going to show up and show out, uh, and, and just, you're going to be amazed yourself and see how many souls are, are saved and led to Christ. And over those many years of working with the youth, so many young people came to know Jesus. So many of them were delivered from hurts and pains and bondage. And many of them uh, came to accept the Holy Spirit and, you know, speaking in tongues. And it was just with so many things that took place uh, during that time. And And then look at what God has got me doing now, working with youth, (laughs) teaching them life skills and workforce skills, entrepreneurship, all those things. That's how God will do it. What about you? What is it that God is saying? It's time for you to step up. It's your turn to go ahead and take that mantle and do what God has called you to do. He's equipped you with everything you need. So stop putting it off don't start don't don't talk yourself out of it don't go to everybody tom dick and harry and ask them what you what they think god's opinion is the only one that matters it's nothing wrong with going to someone that you know another believer and asking them for some advice or to pray but don't run away from what god is giving you to do
1: Now, if you don't know
0: Jesus, that would be the very first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. Men And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, jackiebikesministries.org, j-a-c-k-i-e-b-like-boy-u-y-c-k-s-ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and human and Traffic and awareness, along with DIY projects, teaching our youth how to do small household repairs. So, listen, thank you so much for your support, for your giving, for your prayers. All that you do for us is not in vain. Uh, please feel free to stop by anytime to check out what's going on with the youth and how they're prospering uh, and they're learning. Uh, you know, just drop me a, uh, an email. Let me know. Go to that website, tzonkc.org, and drop me a message if you're interested in coming by, and we can make arrangements for that. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you, and I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.